Hi, you're listening to Screen of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. Welcome. Um, I was about to say it's week six, but we're not. You guys aren't in school with us. No. Um, but fun fact, we're in week six of school. Yes, we are. We've been in classes for six weeks. Yeah. Well, this is the sixth week. Yeah. And it's Monday. It feels like it's been, like, longer, but also, like, no time has passed at the well, same it's only, time. It's halfway done. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. No, it's not. It's worse, less than half. Well, 15 weeks includes finals weeks, which is two weeks. Oh. Fucking whack. Holy shit. Anyways, I hate when people point out the constructs of time. Um, well. Okay. I'll just repress that crisis right there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's week six. Um... I don't know. What's new? What's been happening? I'm still unemployed for the summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm very stressed about it. And I don't think anyone gets to understand that because I can't graduate. But nothing new has come from that. So if anyone who listens to us is hiring a marketer for a summer internship, I don't care where it is, please put my name down. I promise I'm capable. Also, I started rewatching Stranger Things. Our friend, our mutual acquaintance, Collier, who listens to this show, said that they put out a Valentine's Day teaser that I haven't seen. Oh. Have you? I on um, I didn't watch the teaser, but I saw it on Twitter, and I want to... Can I just tell you what it was? Well, he told me that they told us that Hop is back. Yeah, which I Which knew we that, all assumed. I knew it was going to happen, and, like, I hope that this new Stranger Things season is bad solely because I... It's not okay that they did that. Because it was just such a good ending, and, like, everyone moved away, and it's like... Three seasons ended. Like, I hate when shows go on for too long. So, like, I think they should be done with Stranger Things. I hope this season's good because I enjoy Stranger Things and would never wish any... I wouldn't want to put myself through a bad season. No. Um, But, like, I just... I don't know. I just feel like it ended so good. And, like... I think they can go on. I... I don't care. It's making money. It's not like they're going to cancel it, so I hope it's still good. What they should have canceled was How I Met Your Mother. Now. (laughs) Okay. Because it went on for very long. Yeah. Same with... You know what they should actually cancel? Supernatural? No, that got canceled. What? That got canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah, they should have canceled that. But Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Uh, There are 19 seasons of it. (laughs) Yeah. That should be done. Yeah. The main girl's 50 years old. And she's dating a 30-year-old. Ooh. Weird. Right? Mm. Whack. Whatever. Go Meredith Grey. <laughs> um. Uh, anything else happen over this weekend? 
Uh, no. Nothing really. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Neither did I. We're doing great. Um, I did stuff, but it's under a confidentiality code. As in, which just means I... It's nothing the podcast needs to know. <laughs> Why even mention it? Then? I applied to five more jobs. I'm really pushing this. If any of you <laughs> listen to this podcast are hiring, I would really like to graduate. Thank you. Um, I guess we'll start with the case if we have nothing else to say. I'm Oh, I'm trying to watch Parasite. I'm still working on it. Um... Mm-hmm. But I should I should see it by by the end of the next weekend. So by the next recording, I should have should be have seen Parasite. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to watch that too. I have a bunch of movies right now that I want to like go and watch. Which I think maybe tonight I want to rewatch Hereditary. I think tonight I'm gonna do that. And then because I just watched Midsummer for the first time and I loved it. So you know, I. Just, want to rewatch Hereditary because that movie is... You're just going to watch all of Ari Aster's films. Is that what his name is? Yeah. Thank you. I just specifically want to watch Hereditary because it's like... Because I already want to rewatch Midsummer to like catch things I missed. But like Like I... that scream. Yeah. But like... um, I don't know. I feel like Hereditary, I just really want to rewatch that one. I, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then I, like, just kind of... The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, oh, I need to rewatch this, because I think I was wrong. So, anyways. Yep, that's what I, that's my plans. <laughs> so, yeah. I have to draw some frogs. And by frogs, I mean, I already did the frog, but now I have to draw some frog eggs and some frog middle bot like... Tadpoles. I forgot the word for a second. <laughs> so, yeah. I have a test this Thursday that I'm pretty proud, pretty positive I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a capstone course that I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not a steminist, so I, <laughs> so I, I don't know anything about computing, and that's what it is. It's on. Oh. Search engine marketing and analytics. Or SEMA, <laughs> as he calls it. That's kind of funny. It is fun. I really like the class, but I just don't think I'll pass the writing portion of the exam. Um, speaking of not that at all, the topic of today <laughs> uh-huh. is homicidal sleepwalking. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what that is, even though it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Homicidal sleepwalking, also known as homicidal somnambulism, or sleepwalking, murder is the act of killing someone during an episode of sleepwalking. Yeah. Yeah. There have been some cases in which an act of homicide has occurred and the prime suspect may have committed the act while sleepwalking. The veracity whatever, of recorded cases is disputed. About 69 cases have been reported in the literature up to the year 2005. Mm-hmm. So, some causes are sleepwalking occurs during slow wave sleep or SWS. The deepest stages of the non-REM sleep, while there are other parasomnias that occur from REM sleep. 
It is caused by an inappropriate psychological event where the brain tries to exit SWS and goes straight to wake. In normal sleep, the brain transitions from sleep, either from stages one or two, of in REM or REM sleep, Mm -hmm. but almost never from SWS. As a result, the brain gets stuck between sleep and the wake state. Mm -hmm. In the case of Kenneth Parks, which I will be talking about, his EEG showed an abnormal... abnormality, normality, abnormality, God, where his brain tries to wake from SWS 10 to 20 times a night. Damn. It remains unknown why some people will commit murders in their sleepwalking episodes, but it seems reasonable to assume that many conditions must be met. Kenneth Parks, for example, was planning to go to his in-laws residence the next day. He was stressed and depressed. Me too. Um, about his marital and financial troubles and had been sleep deprived because he could uh, could get no sleep at ni- the night before. So let's get into the cases. The Boshears case. Sergeant Willis Boshears was a U.S. serviceman based in the U.K. He confessed to strangling a local woman named Jean, maybe it's Jean, mm-hmm. named Jean Constable in the early hours on New Year's Day, 1961, but claimed that he was asleep and only woke to realize what he had done. The following day, Boshears disposed of the body in an isolated lane. Several days later, he was arrested and charged with murder. At his trial in February of 1961 at the Essex Assize, he pleaded not guilty on the bias of being asleep at the time he committed the offense and was acquitted. I think he did it on purpose. Okay. Park's case. Sorry. In 1987, Kenneth James Parks was married uh, to 23... Oh, my God. Was a married 23-year-old Canadian man with a five-month-old daughter. He had a very close relationship to his in-laws with his 42-year-old mother-in-law, Barbara Ann Woods, referring to him as her gentle giant. (laughs) The summer before the um, controversial event, he developed a gambling problem and fell into a deep financial trouble. To cover his losses, he took funds from his family's savings and then began to embezzle at work. Eventually, in March 1987, his actions were discovered and he was fired from his job. On May 20th, he went to his first Gamblers Anonymous meeting. He made plans to tell his grandmother to tell his grandmother the following Saturday, May 23rd, mm-hmm. and his in-laws on Sunday, May 24th, about his gambling problems and financial difficulties. On an early morning, on May 24, 1987, Kenneth Parks drove 20 kilometers from Pickering, Ontario, to the house of his in-laws in Scarborough, Ontario. He entered their house with the key they had previously given him and used a tire iron to bludgeon his mother-in-law to death. Whoa. What? How? That's so weird. He that then turned can... on his father-in-law. <laughs> Attempting to unsuccess, attempting unsuccessfully to choke him to death, Parks got back in his car and, despite being covered with blood, drove straight to a nearby police station and confessed, turning himself in, stating, I think I have k- just killed two people. Hmm. On trial, Parks argued that he was, um, automatastic, sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and not criminally liable. In his defense, a doctor testified as to his mental state at the time of the murder. From the doctor's evidence, it was determined that the accused was sleepwalking at the time of the incident, that he was suffering from a disorder of sleep rather than neurological, psych- psychiatric, or other illnesses. Five neurologists expert, neurological, neuro- oh my god, <laughs> Neurolo- neurological experts also confirmed that he was sleepwalking during the time of the incident and the jury acquitted Park. The issue before the Su- Supreme Court 
was whether the condition of sleepwalking can be classified as a non-insane automatism or should it be classified as disease of the mind, i.e. a mental uh, disorder automatism. Mm -hmm. I think I'm saying that wrong. And warranted a verdict of not guilty for reason of insanity. This distinction is a matter of law and decided by the judge. So there's that case. Next case. The Falatter case. Scott Falatter, a resident of Phoenix, Arizona, was accused of murdering his wife, Yermila, by stabbing her 44 times on the night of January 16, 1997. According to an eyewitness, Falatter was also seen holding his wife's head underwater. When he was tried, the prosecution claimed that after the murder had been committed, Falatter changed his clothes, put the murder weapon in a Tupperware container, put the container in a trash bag with his boots and socks, then stashed the bag in the spare tire well in the trunk of his car. Prosecutors testified that Falatter's actions were too complex to have been carried out while sleepwalking. On June of 1999, Scott Falatter was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. The Nito case. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I'm going to say it. Antonio Nito was 58, a resident of Malaga, Spain, murdered his wife and mother-in-law using an axe and a hammer on January 11, 2001. Nito's daughter suffered a jaw fracture, um, but was left alone after feigning death, and his son disarmed him after receiving a cut on the ear. Nito claimed to have been asleep during the attack and dreamed that he was defending himself against aggressive ostriches. However, his children stated that he had recognized them and even told his son to not turn on the lights because their mother, who was gravely injured already, was sleeping. Mm-hmm. In 2007, Nito, already under psychiatric treatment, was sentenced to 10 years intermittent in a psychiatric hospital and ordered to pay 171,100 euros as compensation to the victims. The low case. On October 30, 2004, the body of 83-year-old Edward Lowe was found on his driveway in March, nope, in Manchester, England. His son, Jules... <laughs> cool name. It, it might not be... It's, it starts with a J. Admitted that he caused his father's death but did not remember committing the act and used automatism as his defense. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity and detained at Her Majesty's pleasure which is indefinitely, that's what that means, in a secure hospital. He was released after 10 months. Brian Thomas case. Brian Thomas was 59, who suffered from automatism and sleepwalking since he was a child, confessed to strangling his 57-year-old wife, Christine, in July of 2008 in their camper van while on vacation. He called emergency services and was heard telling the operator, quote, what have I done? I've been trying to wake her. I think I've killed my wife. Oh, my God. I thought someone had broken in. I was fighting with those boys, but it was Christine. I must have been dreaming or something. What have I done? He claimed he had mistaken his wife for an intruder, waking up to find it was his wife. He was freed in 2009 by a judge who found him not guilty of murder. These are cases from the book of lists three. Mm-hmm. In the book of list three, it <laughs> um, lists eight people who were recorded of having killed in their sleep by means of using firearms, fighting, or mishandling infants. These are outlined below. The AF case. AF was a gun f- uh, fancier and a hunter who kept loaded firearms in his room. His father, with similar interests, slept in the adjoined room. Hearing a bump against a connecting dur- door early one morning, AF, still asleep, hollered, 
You dog, what do you want here? And fired a gun nearest to his reach. The intruder turned out to be his father. Mm. Fraser case. Simon Fraser of Glasgow, Scotland, often dreamed that a beast had invaded his home at night. One time, he dreamed that a white beast had come up through the door, nope, through the floor. He seized it and dashed it to the ground. I don't know why this is written like this. He woke up to find he had killed his infant son. This episode was probably a night terror with or without sleepwalking. Oh, that's that's terrible. Yeah. The Gnipluk um, case. <laughs> Wazel Gnipluk was a Polish immigrant to England and suffered Nazi inter- internment, which caused him to have nightmares, as one does. In one of these, he dreamt of fighting back. In fact, he was in the home of his landlady, and when he woke up, it turned out that he had been that he had beaten her to death. He decided to cut off her head and bury it in a nearby woods. He buried the rest of her some 60 yards from the house. He also stole 350 euros from her, and he was found guilty of capital murder and sentenced to death and hanged at Lincoln on at Lincoln on January 27th, 1961. I think he just killed her. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. The Griggs case. Esther Griggs, resident of London had a, and mother of three, dreamt one night that her house was on fire, screaming, Save my children! Though asleep, Miss Griggs threw her baby into the street. This episode is probably a night terror with her without sleep, sleepwalking. <laughs> the Kigger case. Joanne Kigger, a teenager, was asleep when she took a revolver in each hand, um, poised to defend her family against a monster. She fired and fatally shot her brother and her father. She was found not guilty. Mm. Ledru case. In 1987, Robert Ledru, a French police detective, was asked to investigate the murder of André Monet on the beach of Le Havre. I don't speak French. (laughs) Examining the evidence, the fatal bullet, and some footprints, he decided that he himself had been sleepwalking on the beach and had fired the fatal shot. Mm. Ledru turned himself in after drawing that conclusion. While in jail, he was given a gun loaded with blanks. One night, he got up and fired at one of the guards at point-blank range. This convinced the authorities he was telling the truth about his sleepwalking. From then until his death, he lived on a farm outside Paris under 24-hour watch. Damn. Frederick Ayotte's novel, The Two Lives of Robert Ledru, is based on this case. Hmm. The Pollard case. Willem Pollard was a farmer whose neighbor knew him well as a sleepwalker and a sleepworker. <laughs> I'm a sleepworker. I'm going to put that on my resume. Um... <laughs> Doing his chicken farm chores, chores, oh my god, chores, while fast asleep. One night, he dreamt he was fighting with the marauding stranger. When his wife awakened him, he found he had killed their daughter. Legal rulings. The volume says how the law dealt with these cases, adding that Western law recognizes sleepwalking as a defense, but it is otherwise not consistent. Quote, Griggs was charged, but the grand jury refused to hand down an indictment. Pollard was never charged. A.F., Keeger, and Boshears were acquitted. Frazier was not formally acquitted, but the court adjourned and then deserted the diet simpliciter. Ledru was acquitted, and both were ordered by the court to sleep henceforth only by themselves in locked rooms. While Gnipuk denied an appeal to the House of Lords, a pilot committed was hanged. Now, there are some depictions on TV. Are you ready? There's not a lot. Okay. In the first season of Perry Mason TV series, one episode was titled The Case of the Sleepwalker's Niece. The next one was the episode Dreamcatchers in the fifth season of the TV series Teen Wolf. (laughs) It was good. 
In the episode of Criminal Minds titled In the Dark, a serial killer suffers from illness, killing multiple people during the night. That's mm-hmm. it. There's also a bunch of movies, but I didn't list them. Okay. Because I didn't think it was relevant. Yeah. But also, Mike Barbiglia suffers with this. If you listen to Pandora Comedy Radio like I do, <laughs> Mike Barbiglia has a whole entire thing, a show called Sleepwalk With Me, and also a movie called Sleepwalk With Me. Mm-hmm. But when he was in Walla Walla, Washington, he was on the third floor, and he dreamt that he was being chased by um, Brad Pitt, <laughs> and he jumped out a window. Mm-hmm. And drove himself to the ER. Holy shit. And he had, like, glass shards in his legs. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. And if there's noise, don't worry about it. It's, you don't see it. You don't hear it. <laughs> Even though this could be easily edited out. Um, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he jumped out the window, and um, he was, like, in his... I feel like he was in, like, his pajamas, and he just walked up to the front desk, and he's like, Hi. (laughs) I, um, jumped out my window. But now he has to sleep on the first floor, and he has to wear, like, oven mitts and, like, sleep in a sleeping bag so that he doesn't get out. Yeah. Of his... Damn. That's weird. Because in REM sleep, this is how he explained it. When you go to REM sleep, your body, like, paralyzes itself. Mm Mm-hmm. But his body doesn't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. So he just kind of, like... Actively moves. I think he like jumped off of like a cabinet in his house and like attacked, like like onto his television set and broke it. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, that sucks though. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. Um. All right. I. Do you sleepwalk? Um, I think I have once. Oh. Yeah, no. I don't think I... I don't do much while I sleep. Although, <coughs> like, the other night, I I was, like, went to bed after, have like, having a, gone out. So I, like, went to bed, like, you know, out of it. And then I woke up, and, like, I have, like, three blankets. I sleep with three blankets. And, like, they're just stacked on top of each other. I woke up, one of them was on one side of me, the other was, like, kind of on me, and then the third one, I was, like, kind of, like, big spooning it, and when I woke, and it was, like, my, like, thickest blanket, when I woke up, I genuinely was, like, who is here? Because <laughs> my blanket was just, like, so, like, perfectly, like, aligned, and I was, like, so strange. And then the other night, I, like, woke up, and my weighted blanket was on the ground, and I was just like, how did that happen? Because that's just a lot of physical strength. <laughs> yeah. In the night. I have this um, a sweatshirt. It's called like a... Um, oh, it's your blanket sweatshirt? Yeah, it's my blanket sweatshirt. Yeah. It's humongous. So sometimes I'll sleep in it because it snows out and I get cold. But sometimes I will overheat in the middle of the night. And I will have no recollection of getting up and just ripping it off my body. But I'll wake up completely shirtless and be like, what's going on? <laughs> so I've done that. But when yeah. I... I, think- I, no, I do that all the time. I will just wake up and just not have a shirt on. Because I just... 
I usually don't sleep in shirts. So, like, when I... But then it's, like, we'll be cold when you go to sleep. And then it's, like, I wake up and just be, like, where are... Where is things? Yeah. But the only time I've truly sleepwalked... Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, in elementary school, and I have grandparents from Germany. And they arrived at nighttime, and mm-hmm. I had already gone to bed. So when I woken up in the morning, I was like, are the grandparents here, Mom and Dad? And my mom's like, yeah, Maggie, you got up and you said hi to them. And then you had like a piece of banana bread and went back to bed. And I had zero recollection of Mm. any of that. So that was the only time I've ever done that. On a different note, there was a movie. I knew I was talking about it. I don't know. I don't think we were recording yet that I was talking about with Shannon Tatum and he gave me a weird look. Mm-hmm. Well, he is in it. It's called Side Effects. And it's a oh, psychological thriller. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. With Catherine Zeta-Jones. And she kills him, right? Right? Because she, she has antidepressants. And the uh, side effects made her sleepwalk and kill her husband. Mm. But she was lying the whole time. Oh. It Damn. wasn't real. She actually just killed her husband. Oh. Well, I haven't seen that movie, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> but I was going gonna go for like a different angle because I was thinking of like it's I was got Rooney Mara in it. Oh, cool! I know you like her and Jude Law. Oh, I love Jude Law. Those are the four main characters. Um, no, so I was going from a different angle of like a more supernatural thing, because like I feel like all of these <laughs> cases where it's like the sleepwalking just reminds me of like demon stuff where it's like oh I was possessed kind of where it's like is that person to blame for these things or is it like you know something that's like out of their control but I was thinking of the two movies that were like I feel like just make me think of like sleepwalking stuff is like The Conjuring and then like Paranormal Activity more so in this case Paranormal Activity just because it's like more of like a real life situation also The Conjuring doesn't have sleepwalking. It does have sleepwalking, but it does have, like, the possession stuff is more what I was thinking of. But I'm going gonna go with paranormal activity for this. But, um, I'm just gonna talk about, like, them as a concept, because they're all kind of the same. Or at least, like, some of them are. Yeah. But basically, or at least the first one. The first four. Yeah, the first four kind of follow, or I think it's the first three follow the same timeline, like or the well, same like. They go back in time, so the first one's the si- the first one's the main cast, and the second yeah. one's the sister. The third one's the eighties. Fourth yeah. one flashes forward in time with Catherine Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fifth one is like the the Latino family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm remembering. this ghost dimension. Yeah, okay, I remember which ones are which now. So, yeah, the first one, um, you have, like, husband, wife, they, like, the husband gets, like, this camera, and he, like, wants to, like, I don't know. Her name's Kate, and his name is something stupid. Yeah, but so Kate and her husband are just, like, they just start documenting, like, their house and stuff, and then she's, like, it's basically, she's, like, oh there's a demon here, like, something's wrong, and he's just shutting her down the whole time, and it's really fucking No, annoying. isn't he on her side, though? No, the first one, the first one, the husband's an asshole. Well, what, what and then you, I think it's... All the husbands are assholes, let's be honest. I forgot. I think the third one, maybe the husband's not the asshole. 
I know there's well, one where there's not an asshole husband. Well, the third one, he's this. She, he's not the husband. He's a boyfriend. Yeah. Of the mother. That's who I'm thinking of. The boyfriend is, like, nice. But anyways, um, basically, like, the stuff that happens in paranormal activity that makes it scary is just, like, watch... It kind of is, like, watching someone sleepwalk because Kate kind of gets... She gets possessed by this demon. And then, um... Mika. Sorry. Mika. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Because I remember listening to the Dead Meat podcast when they did that whole paranormal activity, like, thing over the summer. I just remember them, like, complaining about him so much. Yes. (laughs) I... Oh, my gosh. I remember they did, like, the paranormal activity... The paranormal pool party or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, James from Dead Meat, like, did the one episode where he didn't have Sharon. And everyone was like, bro, you're fucking built. And then... He is. Yeah, no. You go, James. Yeah. James A. Janice. Love that man. Yeah. I... Yeah. I do love that man. I think he's a sweet, sweet guy. I agree. Cool. <laughs> just... Just had a little moment there, because, you know, me appreciating a man. But, uh... He's, like, a good guy. Yeah. Anyways, so, Kate gets possessed, and the other thing that, like... Not so much, not in the first movie, but the second movie has, like, the baby. Yes. And, like, that's where, that's the one I was, like, thinking of a lot, where it's, like, there's stuff with, like, infants, which it makes sense. Like, those are the worst ones, but it does kind of, like, I feel like those are almost the most believable, because it's, like, a baby's very fragile, and it's, like, even without so much force. The ones where it's, like, people are, like, stabbing people, I'm, like, how is that possible? Like, that's insane. Like, I understand it is anatomically possible to have that, like, type of sleep happen, but it just is so crazy. Anyways, so, um, yeah, Kate is possessed, and then... Okay, so I'm just thinking of the order of the movies. The first one is, like, the sequel, and the second one's, like... Okay, so, starting with the first one... Yeah. We go back in time until we hit the fourth one. So the first one, Kate and Mika, Kate gets fully possessed at the end. Yes. The second one, it's Kate's sister. This is prior to Kate's possession. It's Kate's sister, her husband, and their baby boy. Yeah. Whose name? And uh, the stepsister, who I can't remember anyone's name. And then they, the sister starts getting possessed, but they, the sister, the daughter and the dad do this weird ritual to, like, move the possession on, and that's why Kate begins getting possessed in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the end of that one, Kate comes in, she busts in, steals the baby, kills everyone. Yeah. Third one, I have I haven't seen it, but it's back in the eighties and Kate and her sister are children. Yep. It kinda that one's like the lore one. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why it's videotaped is because like the dude's like a wedding photographer video. Yeah, he's like some sort of like and video guy. You find out that their their mom gets killed. And you find out that they that this ghost, um, what's his name? He's got a stupid name. I don't know. It's Toby. Oh yeah. Toby, the the ghost, the demon, um, was like a pact the grandmother made. Yeah, and it for, wants to the keep first the family, born like son. Yeah, it keeps the like keeps the family like rich, rich or something. Yeah, because they all have really nice suburban houses. Yeah. Um, the fourth movie, <laughs> Catherine Newton. Yeah, the fourth movie wasn't good. Yeah, 
it, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a white family. And then, yeah. but Kate's their neighbor, and then you're trying to figure out who the son is because she stole the baby at the end of the second movie. Yeah, so it's like the stolen kid. Yeah, and you think the stolen kid is the child living with Kate, which we don't figure out that it's Kate, but mm-hmm. you think it's like the creepy little kid, but turns out that it's Catherine Newton's adopted brother. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then Kate busts in. Then the fifth movie, The Marked Ones, which is a spinoff series. I don't think it's directly related to the four paranormal activity series. Yeah. Um, it's a Hispanic uh, community that lives in, like, an apartment complex. And they go to a church... And they do some... The, their, their downstairs neighbor dies and some old woman and, like, someone kills her. But then they do some ritual in a church and, like, Toby's back. Mm. I'm not certain. I haven't seen... I haven't seen uh, that one. I've only heard seen... it's good. I've only heard, seen the first four. And then the fifth one, Ghost Dimension, deals with time travel. Yeah. I have not seen that. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't seen the, either of those two. But, um, no, yeah, the whole, like... Because most of the horror in Paranormal Activity is, like, people lurking around at night just doing creepy things. Like, it does kind of, like... I feel like if you had cameras in your house and, like, you lived with someone who sleepwalk, like, it would look very similar. I think if you just lived with anyone, it would look similar. But, like, you know, just people walking around getting water. No, 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 but, like, if someone's sleepwalking looks very different than someone who is conscious. Like, they look I guess creepy. they are, yeah. You know? Well, like, in the first Paranormal Activity, I think uh, Kate does sleepwalk. Well, she doesn't sleepwalk. She's possessed. But there's, like, that scene when she, like, walks up to the bed, and then it, like, time speeds through. Yeah, and she's just standing there. Like, mm-hmm. that's, the ty- that's, like, the type of shit I'm talking about. Like, just whack shit. I, we've had this discussion before. I think Paranormal Activity is scary, and Maggie does not. Yeah. But I think either... I'm not, like, a... I'm not at all, like, a bitch when it comes to horror movies. Well, you thought Midsummer was scary. I didn't think it was scary. You like, said it was scary. Was it was, when I asked you yesterday, you said it was scary, Tess. Don't take it back. Yeah. I wasn't, like... But it wasn't like I was, like, not watching it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was, like, looking away. Well, yeah. I was just, like, it it's unsettling. You know? No. Not- we disagree on Midsummer. Yeah. I don't want to fight you on it. A lot of people liked it. I'm probably in the wrong here, but I didn't think it was scary, nor did I think it was that unsettling. Like, I mean, of course, seeing that man's face squished in with a hammer was unsettling. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I was also like, that kind of looks like a watermelon, you know? Mm. You know, when you slow-mo crush it with some point. Yeah. I, w- I, I, I kind of want to look up the best hi- behind the scenes of that, because... That was very, like... I'm assuming they just made a fake skull. No, I know, but I just want to see, like, how they made all that. Just out of curiosity, maybe I can recreate it for my final project for prosthetics. Because we can do whatever we want. I can make you Spock ears. (laughs) If you're into that. (laughs) Don't you mean elf ears? No. Aren't they the same? I mean, they're both pointy ears, but I (laughs) would make Spock ears. Okay, well, then I'd pull them off as elf ears. Okay. I actually, yeah, I can make you elf ears if you want. I want new eyeballs. Could you know? No, um, we, we don't do eyes. Oh. Uh-huh. Because eyes are involved glass blowing. Oh, you're right. And also, like, the painting of that is just, like, not something we can do in the short of a time to learn. But, um. Anyway, no, I didn't think paranormal activity was scary. Mostly because I saw it in, like, middle school. Yeah. And. 
Well, yeah. I think during the day and mm-hmm. also it was just like I let me refrain. I saw Paranormal Activity 2 first. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I well I've seen the other ones now, but this is the only one I had seen for a while and it was just like kitchen pool and i thought the funniest part was when the creepy in the pool cleaner yeah he like comes out of the pool yeah because i have one of those in my house the second one isn't the scariest i don't think there are it does have like some of them i think the one moment in the second one that i thought was a really like it wasn't like that scary but it was a really good setup like jump scare was when she's in the kitchen and like all of the cabinets fly open yeah i thought it was pretty good i just think the the reason why I think paranormal, paranormal activity, uh, the reason why I think they're scary <laughs> is because it just, like, could be anyone's house. Yeah, because it follows can- the family. It just, and especially because of, like, the way it's shot, like, found footage, it just could be anyone's, like, fucking house, like, with all this shit happening. It just, yeah. you know. I don't like found footage. Um, movies, except for As Above, so-, so Below. That one, yeah, that one's so good. As Above, So Below's baller, but I just, I, sorry. I usually, yeah, I usually don't like them either. I just feel like you, you the, at times that should be good and scary. Mm-hmm. The camera is so shaky. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Um, however, I just, I don't like movies. Um, this is the same with Midsummer as it is with Paranormal Activity, if you, if you want to compare them, um, that are slow. Nothing happens, and then, yeah, you get one good scene, but it's like, give me something that's happening, because I'm really tired of looking at people crying, or a fucking kitchen for 15 hours, you know? Like, I don't care... Because mm-hmm. I know there's a build-up to something, but the something, even though I loved it when Kate came in and she, like, faded out and she, like, killed that guy and then she stole the baby. Yeah. But it wasn't worth it, the wait. Paranormal Activity isn't, like, a great movie. Well, no one said it was. No one has ever no said No one's good. claiming that. No. But, like, with Midsummer, it was shot well. Don't give me... I love... The cinematography. Oh, yeah. Like, the with the Gorgeous. transitions, with the... When she goes into the bathroom and then it's the airplane. Oh, yeah. The upside-down upside shots. shots. Mm-hmm. Those are hot and sexy. I thought it was very visually appealing to me. Yeah. But I was also very bored with the amount of f- dinners I had to see them eat. Yeah. I was like, fucking do something. Like, we get it. You're uncomfy. Fucking leave then. Like, I don't understand. Like, I think they're all dumbasses. I would have left. I would have left immediately. I was... If I was that black guy, I don't remember his name. If I showed up and I saw this whole white-ass cult, I'd have been like, I am so sorry. I'm going to Google you instead. And then I would have left. I know he was doing it for a project. But he was also taking flash photos of their goddamn Bible. So maybe he should have rethought his life. Also, what's the vape dude doing there? Did he think this was going to be fun? Because clearly it was not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, like, if any... You can't... Like, every single horror movie is... There are a bunch of... Di- but I like... But here's the thing. But you like when they're actually dumb? 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, this one, it's like, they're being dumbasses, but it's all very But they're like, all serious. PhD students! Yeah, versus, like, you like it when it's, like, <laughs> like just actual Like, dumbasses. I want to see a corny-ass fucking, like, Cabin in the Woods. Love mm-hmm. that shit. They explain why they're all dumb, because they're getting fed all the shit, and the stoner dude's the only smart one. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But, like, these are, like, all PhD students, except for Florence. I don't know any of their names. Danny. Danny. Is, uh, Florence was- and, like, I get that she's sad, but also I feel like if I was in her spot, I would have never gone on that trip. And also, the whole time I was watching it, it was with my friends. They were just, they are like, imagine that your boyfriend's friends just hate you that much and you don't know it. Yeah. Like, also, I don't think, this is a full spoiler for Midsummer. I don't think your boyfriend deserved to die. He done. He did nothing wrong. He was maybe a bad guy, like what he did to his friend with the research paper, but he did not deserve to die. He did not deserve that at all. Yeah, he well, cheated yeah. on her, but you know what? He was basically raped because he was drugged. And also, <laughs> you gonna break up with your girlfriend after her sister kills her parents? No. You no. sure ain't gonna do that. Oh, no. I mean, again, no one, like, deserved to die in that movie. But... No, but I, everyone, saying, including Ari Aster, said that it's a breakup film. And yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm just... Uh, I, I can't be on of, Danny's side. I don't respect Danny enough for that. I respected her until halfway through the film when I thought she was just being annoying. Just fucking leave. Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got really into this whole psychology of it, though. I was, like, into the whole, like... I was real. I was. What psychology of it? Like the whole. No, explain it to me. So, <laughs> I want to now. No, do it. I want to hear it because I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, at the beginning, the whole like her going to Sweden, like she doesn't have any desire to go to Sweden, but she just doesn't like she feels bad because she's in this relationship, which is obviously just like should not be happening. But she's just like. The boyfriend's not going to break up with her because he just well, feels like... Yeah. He just feels like he's in a position where he can't. Mm-hmm. When, like, he could... Because I don't know... What's, like, the timeline of how long it's... Because um, that was it's, winter and then it's... Yeah, then it, okay, I think so it's, it's been, like, like, five It's months. still, like, a... Yeah, five months, a little soon, but, like... I don't know. They're definitely at a point where it's, like... He shouldn't. He would still be seen as an... Clearly the because of her is, mental state. Her mental state. But she also, because, like, they're kind of both just, like... It's a bad relationship. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I agree that it's a bad relationship. And I think it's an amazing portrayal of what that kind of shitty relationship is like. Also, the other thing, which is, like, more just about Danny, Florence Pugh's character, was her having that... I love how this has just become about Midsummer, but, like, I... I need, fine. To talk, I need to talk about it. Parallel activity is pretty straightforward. You get scared. Let's, you really let's, don't get scared. Well, you get jump scared. Yeah, um, that's a fact. Yeah. But her character being in, like, a situation where she has, like, to an extreme case, but I think, like, again, with it being a breakup film, it's like, it's not like you break up someone and you kill them, but it's like the whole, like... I don't know, the themes of it. She's just, like, so accommodating for herself and, like, being like, oh, like, I don't want to, like, ruin your guys' fun just because I'm feeling this way versus, like, again, she had a really fucked up thing happen to her, so it's like, 
and she's trying to get over it. So it's yeah. like that weird, like, forcing yourself to do things when you, like, are just not mentally there. That part interested me, and then I think she just got, like, with the cult and, like, the whole thing where it's, like, they're, like, a family. I think she... I was not expecting her to be the one to get kind of... Not, like, brainwashed, but, like, she kind of got... Like, she got kind of brainwashed by the call, and I was not expecting that, but it kind of makes total sense, because it's, like, especially with the Swedish guy um, that brought them there, how he was just, like, so much more, like, caring towards her and, like, empathetic with her versus, like, her boyfriend. Well, I think he had a little crush on her. Well, yeah, but even then, like, so just that whole relationship, it's, like, she's just in a situation where she's, like my life back home is just fucked so why not just risk it all and like because i i think up until like once she became may queen it was just like she was kind of just like what the fuck because obviously like there was also a lot of drugs in this whole movie like everyone was just constantly like on hallucinogenics yeah because they were just drinking this like whatever they just were giving them tea thing yeah like it's they get there and they do shrooms and then they're like in a field and then like danny has a bad trip Everyone's kind of, like, bugging out because the sky is, like, because it's Sweden. Because <laughs> it's midsummer. Yeah, and then, I don't know. I just, the whole time I was watching it, I just got really into the whole, like, not so much the literal movie, but, like, the psychology behind it. So, I thought, I think it all made sense. Okay, but hear me out, though. Mm-hmm. Let me say my, let me say my part. Um, I think the acting was great. The cinematography, it was great. Um, I don't care about the set. Um, (laughs) And I thought the beginning of the film was amazing. Oh, God. When it shows her family's dead, I thought that was excellent. I was creeped the fuck Mm -hmm. out. Because her sister has the um, CO2... Carbon monoxide. Yeah, she had a hose, like, taped to her mouth. Yeah, taped to her mouth. Well, and also, the other thing with that, which really just, like, made the whole movie so much, like, creepier, was, like, I... At first, you see, like, the firefighters in the garage, you're just like, oh, she's in the car, and that's it. And then she's not. And then it's, like, this whole... And it, like, rolls up the stairs. It's just so much worse. And then it goes to, like, the parents' room, and you see that, like, the, the... under the doors taped down. Yeah. Like, so much effort was put into this murder-suicide. Yeah. And then it's, so it's, like, taped to her mouth, and it fades up to, like, the email that her sister sent. It's amazing. I was creeped the fuck out. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. And I'm like, shit, this movie's gonna be baller. And then... And no, I'm not done. And then, so then it goes to, like, her boyfriend, and they're, like, complaining mm-hmm. with his homies over pizza or whatever. And then he gets a phone call, and it's just um, Danny screaming. And I was like, oh, amazing. That's before. But it's like, yeah, amazing. Oh, this is good. This is good shit. I love it. And then, then, everything's good, and you're like, oh, wow. And then you can tell that she's always playing the little victim. And she's like, no, it's my fault. And it's fine. I get it. It's a bad relationship. Danny's sad and her boyfriend doesn't care. And she's all like, I'm sorry that I'm making your fun bad. But I think Danny should never have gone to Sweden. (laughs) Because it was very clear that her boyfriend didn't want her to go to Sweden. And if she's trying to be so accommodating, she should have just never gone to Sweden. You know what I'm saying? In this situation... Yeah. 
because she is like depressed bed laying for uh, the beginning of the movie. And then she's like, no, I'll go to the party with you. And then her friends are like, we're going to Sweden. He's like, oh, I was going to tell you, but da ba da And she's like, you already bought the fucking plane tickets, you whore. She didn't say that. <laughs> and then he's like, do you want to come? Which, to me, seems like he's like, please don't come. And then she's like, yeah, I'm coming. So that's felt unrealistic to me. But the parts that I didn't like were the cult. Mm-hmm. Also the hallucinogenics, because it doesn't look fun at all. Well, yeah. Also, I, I think the only part that, like, the only part that they were on drugs that looked like night was, like, the beginning of when they, like, the first time they took shrooms and they were just, like, laying in the field. That didn't seem fun at all. I don't know. I'm a really, um, I get bored very easily. And I think if I was sitting in a field and I was like, do you feel that? I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? I don't want this. Yeah. But to be fair, you would not be like, you'd just be vibing. Yeah, I don't really like vibing all too much. Oh, well. I like activity. I think cocaine's the drug for me. Anyway, <laughs> I've never done any drugs ever in my life except for ibuprofen. Um... Yeah, what I was saying? Um... Yeah, the cults bored the shit out of me. And I think the movie would have been great if they just cut out some of the cult scenes. Because this is a three-hour-long movie. I believe. And there is a shit ton of them just eating or doing weird yeah. cult rituals. The movie didn't feel that long to me, but I was also, like, I was watching it and then drawing at the same time. See, I was so just went, sitting there. So, like, it really felt like it was, like, went by super fast. I was sitting there, and my parents... Okay, so I was... My parents' bedroom is very close to where the television is. Yeah. And they were sleeping. And I couldn't hear a goddamn word they were saying because, like, the you TV ha- was loud, is- but they were mumbling the fuck out of each out of every sentence. They're like, well, with the sweet, yeah, with the sweet and accents like, and all that. Like, what the fuck are you saying? But there was a lot of them just sitting there, like, and they're like, what are they playing? And they're like, oh, they're playing Skin the Fool. And I'm like, wow, foreshadowing or whatever. But then that scene went on for too long. Or they'll be sitting in that weird cabin, and they're like, wow, it's beautiful. And I'm like, it's really not cool. Great. I'll be doing some stupid ritual, and I'll be like, huh, cool. Great. Let's keep going. And there was no change of scenery, which I get, because they're in a cult. Mm -hmm. But it was very boring to me to watch them be like that Mm -hmm. for so long with so little action so little dialogue that was relevant to anything ever that it bored me but then like I guess there's like that one scene where people die and that kid pees on a log and he gets yelled at like there was some comedy in there there's a little splice of Life, but I just overall felt very bored with the film, mm. and I felt like the lead up to the end was too long, cause I didn't give a fuck about Danny. Hmm. Cause I thought she was annoying. 
Oh. I, yeah, I feel like it's always, if you like... I the, like the boyfriend. To be honest, I, I get that he's an asshole, and I didn't like him at some points, but I did. I understood that when he died, I liked him, because he didn't deserve to die. And I was like, fuck you, Danny, why'd you fucking kill him? <laughs> I, the boyfriend, like, I don't they didn't even, like, try to make him likable, though. I don't, he was just seemed normal to me. Yeah, but he wasn't, like... He was an asshole. He, like, but he just had, like, no personality. No one had any personality. That was the problem. Except for the vapor dude. The vaping dude from Narnia. <laughs> he was the only one with any sliver of personality. And he was just... His personality was a douche. Mm-hmm. And you don't even get to see him die. Yeah. He's just skinned, and he was, like, dick out. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, just, I listen, you're, I respect your opinion. I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm not, not done yet. Ugh. When you saw the bodies in the end, I didn't fucking get it. Though. Okay, they wheel in everyone. Oh. And I was sitting there and we were FaceTiming my friend. And she was like, like they all the, represent different things. In the temple? Yeah, in the temple. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they should have explained the lore behind what the fuck was going on a little bit better. Because it was like, why yeah. does that one girl have a tree sticking out of her face? Why was that other guy, like, bloody gold or whatever you call it? Yeah. Like, nothing was explained as to why the cult members were doing it. Mm-hmm. And That's then they true. also threw in that little thing about, like, we have this one prophet, and it was personally inbred. And I was like, yeah, some of the why is that there? Because also, especially since it's not, like, based on, like... Anything legit. Anything. It's just... Because it's not like it's Swedish culture. It's just like a cult. It's a cult. So there's not... Yeah, there's... The lore wasn't very explained. But honestly, like, I don't know. And I just feel like if the lore was explained a little more, I'd be like, oh, I see. Like, if everything came together in the end, bigger and better, I would have enjoyed the film. But in the end, you're just like, oh, the cult killed people. For some fucking reason every 90 years. And because Danny won this fucking dance comp, she's just like, kill my boyfriend. What were they going to do with him if she didn't choose him? Let him go? No. Well, they already fucked him up anyways. Well, they didn't. What do you mean? They, like, paralyzed him. No, don't they just... I thought that was a temporary sitch. Maybe. It was, like, dust in the face. I don't know. Anything else? I just feel like... I get that a lot of people really like the movie and I don't want to hate anyone because I think it was really well made. Nothing against Ari Aster because clearly he can make Hereditary, which was, like, action-packed and shit. But this movie didn't scare me. It wasn't a horror film. It wasn't that much of a thriller. And I was really pissed that the only scary thing was the fact that the cult was a cult. Mm. And nothing was explained in the end. Yeah. And I don't care about Danny. And that's my final obsession. I love Florence Pugh, or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. She's cool, I guess. I don't know what she does. She's got a nice profile. Yeah. Okay. I like the vape guy. I thought he was really funny that he kept vaping. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought it was because everything would just be, like, All vaping. Right. I'm not going to discuss anything more about this movie. The only like the only thing I will object like the only thing I objectively disagree with is I don't think the boyfriend's likable at all. And I think I think he was just a bad boyfriend. But he wasn't he was also like a, a shitty person too. No, no. Oh yeah, well he stole that dude's idea for the project or the thesis. Yeah. But none of that's death worthy. 
And I can't get over the no, fact that she is, fucking sentenced him no, to no. murder. But, okay. I want to th- consider this. Just him, like, that character, yeah. how he is, outside of the context of the movie. Like... No, he's a he's a shitty dude. Yeah. But I wouldn't wish death upon him. No, I... Like, I... No one uh, no, does. I, I know that. But you I, said earlier you liked the boyfriend. I liked him. He was one of my favorite characters out of the four characters that we had. Because mm-hmm. Danny was just depressed all the time, and I get that. Me fucking too, whatever. But... She never spoke up for herself, and that kind of pissed me off. And I get at the end, she's got this whole redemption. She's like, oh, I can finally speak up for myself. I found my home, or whatever the fuck. But I, she killed her boyfriend, so she's a murderer. <laughs> so fuck her. And then, I really like the black guy, too. I really, I don't know anyone's names. Um, yeah. He was smart, and he was cool. He was jazzy. I like that he was always asking questions. Love the vape guy. Not as a person, but as a character. Yeah. I liked Pele, who's the Swedish the Swedish guy who brought them there. I liked him at first. I liked him well, at first. Well, he was a nice guy at first until you realized that he was uh, Like, before, I liked his murdered. character at first because he was just nice. Like, he was... He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed, like, caring. Yeah. And then you realize that he was just bringing them there to get murdered. Yeah. Anyways, we need to stop talking about this before this just becomes Midsummer. <laughs> At this point. I just think the boyfriend was an interesting character because he was just a, st- a bad boyfriend. You know? We need to stop. You guys just, we need to stop. <laughs> I didn't like the movie. I would not rewatch it. Okay. That is my final summation. It was too long and too boring. Okay. I'm going to rewatch it and we'll see how I feel about it again. You can't rewatch it, like, in the same week. Give it some time. Yeah, you can. Give it some time, Tess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewatch it right now. <laughs> No, I'm not. Because I get any sleep, then it's too fucking long. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um... No, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, we watched a movie in class today. It was oh. also very boring and long. <laughs> it was a very old documentary on the invention of radio. Oh, He turned God. off all the lights so I couldn't even play on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And that that's, sucks. That's my class. The girl next to me, the girl that's pretty... Gay looking, fell asleep. So. That's all right. Yeah. Cool. That's it. That's the end of my sentence. I'm sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings about my midsummer hot takes, and I'm sorry if you suffer from depression like Danny. I don't hate you as a person. <laughs> Just don't go to Sweden when your boyfriend clearly doesn't want you to go to Sweden with him and his pals. Okay. Read the room. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Don't kill anyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.